All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is an interview that we have waited three years for. Uh, uh, and a guest that probably knows me better than most of the roster that has appeared on the program so far. It is my honor and privilege to present to you professional basketball player, Joey Brunk. What's up, brother? Welcome to the program. How are we doing, my man? It's good, man. I'm feeling great having you on the show. Um, are you eating well? That's my first question for you. I want to start out this show like Howard Stern. You know, let me look at you. and You look healthy. That's good to know. It's like week three at this point, right? And uh, yep. Czech Republic. <laughs> yeah, we're getting, we're getting into week three, uh, starting to get adjusted. You know, a little yeah. bit about where you're going and how, how to get to the, to, to the practice gym and stuff like that. And uh, we, uh, the gym and my apartment, neither one of them have air conditioning. So for those first <laughs> like 10 days, it was like high 80s, low 90s. And it was just like, you were sweating from the minute you woke up till you laid down. I don't know if I really ever, really ever stopped sweating, but now it's like down like into the 60s. So I got my windows open all the time, just trying to let in as much, uh, as much fresh air as I can. You got a proper and uh, working air fryer too. That's important. Well, I'm still, I'm still waiting on that. I had a slight issue. I went to the, I went to the, to the store and I got like a, like a little blender to, to make smoothies and a rice cooker and an air fryer. Two of the three worked. The air fryer was not functioning. So I had to return it and I'm waiting for the new one to be, uh, to be sent in. So two out of three, we're talking about baseball. Two out of three ain't bad. Um, so hopefully, hopefully you get that, get that sent in sooner rather than later. And I'll be, uh, I'll be in business then. I have to give you credit because it was scary for me to go to UND with family like 15 minutes away uh, with you living overseas. Like how much of an adjustment is that to your psyche and, and body? It's uh, it's definitely, definitely a pretty big adjustment. I mean, you just kind of, it's, I think the thing that's, that's hard that you have to, that I have had to remind myself is, you know, it's literally like an overnight transition. It's not like you get really eased into it. It's like, I wake up, I go to the airport and then you fly, you travel all day uh-huh. and then you end up in, in your new city. And then it's like, all right, well, get settled in your apartment. You have practice in two hours <laughs> and you're like, yeah. well, I'm not really sure where the gym is. Uh, my apartment is hotter than hell right now. I'm sweating, unpacking everything. I have <laughs> no food. I don't know where I'm going. No one, I don't speak the language anyone speaks here. So it's just like, you just get thrown into the, thrown 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 into the deep end and you're just like it's sink or swim but it is one of those where like you know after a week you feel considerably different than you do on day one and by week two you're like oh yeah like I feel you know the adjustment level like starts to happen it slows down you're like all right this is manageable like I can I can I can figure this out but those first couple days you're just like you know you're just it just feels like you're just you're just trying to keep your head above water with with all the new stuff you know, you want to play well in practice. You're trying to pick up all the new stuff. You're meeting people for the first time. And right. It's just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of new stuff, like all at once. Well, and you and I both indulge in 90 day fiance, all the different spinoffs as well. Like I can remember seeing one of the stories where an old lady gets off the plane in India and her cell phone doesn't work. Like, is there any adjustment you have to make to ensure that you can reach someone back here i didn't know if there's any delay in like stuff working well last year i didn't necessarily have my phone plan like, all the way figured out i was maybe just going to get a phone when i was in poland and uh through verizon like there's a way like you can get like an international package so i just as soon as i like signed up for it the day before i left 
Okay. Um, so now like I just use my, my phone works and, um, I still use my, my American number, but like, I mean, even stuff like that, you know, like if you lose, if you lose service and you don't know where you're going, it's like, uh, how am I supposed to figure this out? Like, I can't read, the, I can't read the signs yeah. on the road. Like, like I know how to get to my apartment, but like, I'm not really sure what street necessarily this is on. Like, or like you're, uh, you know, if you're going to dinner, it's like, I can tell you where to turn on how to get there, but I'm not going to, I'm, I'm using landmarks. Yeah. Like, Hey, when you pass the big parking lot, that's when you turn right. You'll know which parking lot I'm talking about. Like, that's when you turn, you know what I mean? It's like stuff uh, like that. Not like you're on the South side. And it's like, Hey, you turn right on Southport, and then you go left here. It's like, <laughs> no, like when you see the big parking lot, turn right. <laughs> Google maps isn't even an option <laughs> really. Um, yeah, no, I, I always, I always stay on it because you never want your, you, you can't have your phone die when you're in the middle of trying to get anywhere. So you always got to make sure your phone's charged up so you can have it plugged in. You've always been a breakfast guy, right, Joey? Like that's your preferred meal of the day. What's an ideal breakfast for Joey? Ideal breakfast. Um, well, if I'm at home, I definitely like when my mom makes makes a little biscuits and gravy and some scrambled eggs. But yeah, uh, when I'm here, I mean, I make a lot of I make a lot of eggs. I actually just went to the grocery store. I got like two dozen eggs and some oatmeal. So I don't really, I normally eat, I eat oatmeal before practice. And then sometimes I'll make like a smoothie and eggs when, when I get back and have, you know, second breakfast post after the first practice. One of my favorite memories from growing up and, and staying all night at your house is the morning uh, getting up and having pancakes. I mean, do you have a griddle where you could uh, hook that up if you need to? I, uh, I don't, I don't have a griddle, but with my, uh, that might be, that might be a necessary purchase. Cause it's like, Hey, if you're <laughs> here for, if you're here for nine months, why not, why not get a couple small appliances yeah. like that and make your life a little bit easier. So. Right. I know you prefer vanilla birthday cake and, uh, God, Helen is, is the goat when it comes to, uh, making cakes. What, what are some other meals that you miss that are her specialties? <laughs> Uh, there's definitely, definitely a couple, uh, I miss her birthday cake. Uh, the biscuits and gravy is up there. I'm going to have to try to figure out if I can, if I can, if I can make her chili. I love when she makes chili. So that's going to be, that's going to be something I have to try and figure out. She makes great spaghetti sauce from scratch. So that probably, I don't know if I'll be able to replicate that, but no, she definitely makes a lot of good stuff. So it's like those first couple of days at home. It's like, Hey, can you uh, can can the biscuits and gravy be be ready by the time by the time we get back from the airport when you know when, when I'm headed home? Like that's what I'm that's what I'm waiting on. One thing that Chooch was awesome at, like he could punish a Sunday breakfast. What was something that Joe cooked that you loved? Oh, um, my dad he uh, he was he was a uh, he was good on the grill. He loved grilling out. He could make make salmon steak. That was that was that was kind of his. I think his his strong suit was 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 getting on the grill. Yeah, well, and uh, you came home in time to see the the Coney box. For those that haven't had to experience uh, our race day party, how would you describe the Coney box? Uh, I mean, that's that's like that's like family history. That's that's like that's just that's pure the holy Americana. of holies. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just that's just Americana <laughs> right there. I mean, that's uh, what I mean. That's at least two generations. I don't know. It might be a, there might've yeah. been a, a previous owner in there. Um, but no, that's like a, that's like a guarantee on, on race day that the, that the Coney box is going to be up and going for, for the whole day. So that's a, uh, that'll be, it'll be, 
interesting. I don't really know quite what our what the end of our season is going to look like, so I don't know if I'll be back or not in time by race day. But yeah. if I will, the, the hopefully I'll have a have a coney or two when <laughs> I get back. Well, we were anointed uh, with the duty of pouring beer into the contraption, and for those that don't know, it's like a self-contained stainless steel thing uh, that cooks hot dogs and it's all right there like you don't need any separate containers so it's a really nice self-contained unit again like it's it's one of a kind right like there isn't there isn't a second one if it breaks (laughs) yeah no i I think i think if anything ever happened to it we'd probably all be uh sol because i don't know i don't know i don't know where where you'd find a find the coney box and i don't know if the coney box is actually the the proper term or if that's the the family name i i you know i mean i i don't know like if you just googled coney box i don't know if that's pulling up or not it very well might (laughs) i have no idea uh so i guess i guess that could be a crapshoot it tracy talked about uh the procession of the coney box too uh the movement from the item from your house to marty's house uh when y'all were neighbors but um i was an only child and having you as a cousin kept me busy one of the things we did was cousin camp where I had five brothers and sisters uh, under one roof, and that was a challenge for us. What are your memories of that? That was uh, that was always something that I think everybody looked forward to when school got out, and and when 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 we you know had a had a date picked out for it. But no, that was just kind of like uh, I don't know. I guess I just kind of like it was like you know childhood kind of wrapped up into a couple of days of being around your cousins and swimming and watching movies and making up games or, or, or whatever we ended up doing. It wasn't, you know, necessarily like there was always like the same from year to year. Why, you know I mean? I don't think it was ever like every, it was always the exact same. It was like, you know, you're just making up a, a <laughs> making up something to do to, to, to for everybody to stay entertained. Um, but no, that was always, always a, a highlight growing up. School of rock had to be first on the rotation. Um, I, again, I had, I've had someone who was in that movie on the program before, do you have a favorite line from that movie? Oh, that's uh, there's uh, there's a lot. I think one of the 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 best ones is uh, when he says he's hungover, and they <laughs> say, "Does that mean you're drunk?" And he goes, "No, it means I was drunk yesterday." <laughs> that's right. Um, so that's that that's that's that, that's up there for probably one of my favorites. And uh, there's there, but there but there's so many good quotes from that that it's. It's hard to it's hard to narrow that down. Well, it, it, Rivka, who played Katie, the the bass player, tip it to the side, hello, you got yep. a bass. <laughs> yeah. um, she talked to Freddie Jones, the the drummer, and sometimes being a childhood actor doesn't always go well. Uh, I, I hope that he's well, but I mean, a lot of those former child stars are around and accessible. Like you can DM them on Instagram, right? <laughs> which is weird, but. Um, I was thinking about what uh, what music do you like to listen to when you get a chance? I uh, I'm definitely listen to a lot of a lot of like seventies seventies music. I love the Eagles. I have an Eagles tattoo. I have a Jane Buffett tattoo uh, from a from a long night in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> that was a that's, that's a pretty a pretty funny story. You feel like I love Sharon? James Taylor. Yeah, we were uh, my buddy and I had been. I've been on the beach all day and he had had like brought had some like little blender contraption and we were making you know mixed drinks all day and down on the beach and I had just got my first tattoo and he was in the air force at the time and 
he uh, didn't have any tattoos and he was like, man, we, I, I got to get a tattoo. I'm like, you know, everybody else teases me for not having any. So we're like, all right, like, let's get one tonight. And he loves Jimmy Buffett. I love Jimmy Buffett. So we kind of hatched out over, over dinner that night. And, hey, let's, let's get a, a shark fin for Jimmy Buffett for, you know, fins to the, fins to the left, <laughs> the Jimmy Buffett reference. And we were getting ready to go shark cage diving the next day. So we uh, go get the tattoo and we wake up at like, you know, 7.30 the next morning because we got to get up early and get to the, get to the boat. And uh, he like walks out the bathroom and he goes, dude, did we get a tattoo last night? I go, yeah, yeah, we did. He was like, I just want to make sure I wasn't like misremembering what happened. I go, no, that thing's on your leg. Like that's, <laughs> that's real. So like whenever, whenever we see each other, you know, it's just always one of those, one of those good laughs um, about it. You know, I think it's a pretty, it's probably a pretty fitting uh, Jimmy Buffett tattoo, I guess, if you could ever get one from, from being on the beach and saying, yeah, we, we let's, let's go get a, let's go get a tattoo. I'm surprised I didn't end up inked after our Vegas trip. I mean, I out of the trio of uh, you, Johnny, and myself, I, I'm the Allen out of the three, you know. <laughs> so could have should have probably ended up with something uh, with that. Yeah. Thing. No, I mean, I think uh, I think the the tattoo idea definitely. I vaguely, I mean, I think it it might have it might have got kicked around, but I think there just wasn't ever enough uh, the yeah. execution wasn't wasn't quite there um but we were having too much fun to 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 leave whatever we were doing and and to, and to go get a tattoo but maybe maybe the next time we go out there we'll we'll be get on the plane with a with a new tattoo you never know well and even though uh it's cool to have the the drunken tats do you have any suggestions to people that are thinking about getting one like uh tips and and hints <laughs> um I mean, I have a lot of buddies that have have considerably more tattoos than me that are probably more the of the expert. Um, but I don't know. I think obviously you don't just want to go in there and you know for your first tattoo just get something <laughs> random. But I think also sometimes you know I was kind of agonizing over it, like oh I don't know, like is this going to be a good idea, bad idea, blah blah blah. But you know you just find something that that fits your personality and. Um, I think as long as it's something that's like pretty genuine to you and your, and your personality and how you feel, you're not really ever going to end up regretting it. And worst case, you just get it in some place where you're going to have a article of clothing over it majority of the time and nobody's ever going to know the difference. Something that you and I like to do when we go out is, uh, sing karaoke. You have a go-to karaoke song. Um, that's a tough, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to pick a good karaoke song because sometimes it just depends on the crowd true um <laughs> i've uh i've had a couple a couple renditions of take it easy it's been on there i've had a couple jimmy buffett songs sometimes you play to the crowd and maybe you go for a, <laughs> a a classic country song that everybody likes to sing along to um i think the i think the whole thing with karaoke is you just got to get up there and hey i know i'm not very good but we're here to have fun and you're not going to be embarrassed or you know hey like play it off like i know i'm not a good singer i'm not trying to be a good singer so it's like you get a couple buddies up there with you and <laughs> hey, who, who cares? Like we're, we're not, we're not, we're not auditioning right now. We're just here to have fun <laughs> and uh, sing along if you want. And I do like the ad libs though on a, on a, on karaoke where it's like, you know, at the end of the night, like, <laughs> Hey, you guys are the best. Like, this is why we love playing here. Like we're, like we're on tour. Like we're just finishing up our live album. Like you guys are the best. You guys are the best crowd to play for. We can't wait to come back. So I don't know. I think as long as you're having fun with it, it 
you know, you just, just again, like pick a song that you like and, you know, be true <laughs> to you and have some fun while you're doing it. Ain't that serious? Good night, Indianapolis. We love you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, also, uh, I remember that moment, too, uh, in high school. I forget how you were called onto the field at Lucas Oil, but uh, you started dancing right in the middle of uh, the field to put the vibe out, man. It was awesome. Yeah, that was uh, that was funny, funny moment, but also probably not my, uh, maybe not my proudest <laughs> no, not, yeah. Um but you know, hey, it was fun and uh, got got some got some good laughs. So that's <laughs> really, really, I guess what matters. Got to be got to be comfortable in your own skin. Well, and you know, there's been some jokes at my expense. Uh, let's go ahead and tell the big brother, big sister Enzo's pizza story while we're at it. Huh? Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a pretty classic one. Um, we were uh, getting a bite to eat. And at this point, this is, you're a you're a freshman at Butler. Or how old are you? I was either a senior in high school or a freshman at Butler. I might have been a senior. I might have been a senior in high school. And we're three years apart. I'm three years older, so I'm a freshman at UND across the street. At Go ahead. And uh, we uh, are in there. We order whatever, and I think you sat down and they put both of our they put our food on the same tray, so I could carry it over. And sweet older lady working behind the counter she comes over and she goes hey I, I really uh i really appreciate what you're doing this is this is really nice i'm like what, what do you mean like what's going on like I'm, I'm confused i don't i don't you know really really know what she's getting at she's like oh like you know like see like your you know big brothers big sisters programming all you're taking <laughs> out to lunch and i'm like oh no that's just he's he's my cousin like we're we're we're, we're close we're buddies so there's nothing nothing yeah. there and she's like oh, oh okay well that's still really sweet of you to, to <laughs> for for you guys to go out and get lunch like that's awesome that your guys's family is so close yeah. and that's kind of one of those you sit down and you're like uh well that was a that was a interesting uh interesting interaction <laughs> yeah we are an odd couple like it, it takes us sitting down in chairs to see any kind of family resemblance <laughs> yeah man i you know what i will say though it's been a while since I've been at an actual radio station, but one of the proudest moments I got to do was cover one of your games at Butler and like talk about your highlights uh, on the air. And that was, that was awesome. That was a good, a good, a good full circle moment for the both of us. I remember some of those long nights of you working on your game. Like what's been the most difficult thing that you've had to overcome? It's a, I think, Ultimately, it's just that when you know you, uh, when you have this passion for something and it just, you know, the inevitable roadblocks that, that come up and certain things happen and you're just like, why, uh, you know, you're just waiting for, for that opportunity to, for things to, you know, finally come full circle and to be able to, like, to showcase that and to show that, hey, I, I've, I've worked so hard for this and you know, that's, that's, that, that for me is, you know, definitely just been an ongoing part of, part of my career. But I think at the same time that, you know, the last, you know, this being my, you know, playing for six years in college, this being my second year professionally, like, mm -hmm. I know that things aren't always going to go according to plan. And that is, uh, that's all right. And I'm just going to figure it out as it happens. And, you know, you're grateful, you're grateful for the opportunities you have and you just want to make the most of, of whatever's in front of you. But no, I mean, I think I think the big thing is just you might have this mental plan of what you want to happen, what things are going to look like, and 
realistically that that's probably not how it's going to shake out right. and you're going to figure it out as it happens. And at the end of the day, it might not have worked out how you thought it was going to, or how necessarily you wanted it to, but it still works out pretty well. I mean, you can't lose sight of that. Well, I think at least this is my feelings of working in media, you know, you're preparing to eventually be professional at something and then you get your contract. I mean, I know having worked at 1430 for, however long I did to me, I can go, all right, I did that. Is, right. is that part of playing now is it's a little bit of a relief. Like, okay, I'm a pro now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely part of it where it's like, all right, I have, uh, this is, this is a dream I've had. This is something that I've wanted to do for, for such a long time. And um, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in process of, of, of checking that off my list and it's not, you know, in the way of, Oh, I'm, satisfied or I'm done, you know, working hard or whatever, but you also have to have the, you know, the recognition of saying, all right, like I've, I've sacrificed a lot. I've worked really hard for this moment. And I want to, you know, I want to be present in these certain moments where it's like, Hey, this is pretty neat. Like I'm, I'm getting paid to play basketball and I get to live in a new country. And yeah, there's days it's overwhelming. And there's days where it's tough and you miss your family and you miss your buddies and you miss being at home. But um, in the big picture, it's like, you've worked super hard and it's like I was telling um, Avery Woodson, we were talking about this on the phone and I actually just talked about it on his podcast earlier this week. It's like, I compare it to, it's like, I just went, I have went all in on my hand mm. and I'm sitting at the poker table and I'm all in, or maybe I'm not all in, but like, you know, I don't have a whole lot. I, I, I've put, I got a lot of chips invested. Like, I mean, I have, played this hand and I'm waiting for the for everybody to show their hand and it's like well I can't fold now like I'm too far I'm too far invested in this like what does that mean for me to say hey I've got to this point like, I'm not I can't throw in my cards now like mm -hmm. I might have a, a bad hand and I might lose but I gotta at least ride it out till the end you know like I can't uh I can't see it the other way where it's like oh, I, I'm just gonna throw it in now and, and never maybe know it's like no you've you've wanted this for a long time and you've worked really hard for it so it's like why not at least see how it plays out yeah then you can have you know feel good about whatever happens yeah no I, I i could echo the same sentiments because you don't need a radio station to get your voice out there and uh with this show i wanted to document several interviews that i would do anyway if i had a show so uh it's been cool to to do this one and you know, I thought of uh, the NIL money that's coming through college sports now. You were used in everything from, from commercials to tickets. I mean, I know you can't go back in time, but part of you probably thinks about all the money that could be made with uh, where college sports is going now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, with the direction everything has been heading in, and it is now with the NIL, like it's, a, it's an incredible opportunity to to, to make money. And I think for those kids and, and, and those athletes, it's like, Hey, like this is the perfect time to embrace your personality. Like, who are you as a person? What, what interests you outside of basketball? Like, what are you into? And, and, and to be, to be confident in that because by showcasing your personality and what you're into, like that can open up so many doors. And even in my time, I mean, it opened up a lot of doors for me with, with some of the things that I've been interested in outside of basketball where, Oh, I didn't know you're interested in this. Like, so-and-so has a connection here. And then they, you know, one of my professors introduces me to somebody and it's like, oh, that was a great connection that I never would have had. But because you're comfortable and, and you know, 
showcasing your personality with with that with that stage you have it can it can do a lot for you well and i i can remember who's the voice of madden uh i think he still is at this point i'm trying to think of his name he right. he he referenced you and said uh joey bronk has a good head of lettuce talking about your hair mm-hmm. uh and that's that seems to be something that a lot of basketball players are concerned with do you have any styling suggestions in getting ready for a game buddy <laughs> oh boy um you know i normally uh i don't know i mean i i pretty much just i, I normally <laughs> have been keeping my hair long for the last couple of years and i'll uh kind of just hit it with a little bit of hairspray before because you don't it's harder to sweat out the hairspray and you hope it stays in place hope and, it holds huh? <laughs> um yeah i mean it's just kind of my uh i don't know, i think it's it kind of it fits my personality you know i you know, when you're, you know, tr- flying in for a rebound or diving on the floor for a loose ball and then my <laughs> hair is kind of going every direction. Um, I think it's just kind of, kind of fitting, but no, I started growing my hair out when I was a butler and I've kind of had, had long hair for at least the last three or four years. Yeah. Uh, is the stars born iteration of your character, your favorite style? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that was, that was probably the longest my hair has actually ever been. That was like, uh, I mean, when I got that haircut, it was like, holy crap. Like I look <laughs> like wildly different. That was, that was, that was some long hair that, uh, uh, I was, that was, that was, that was a lot to handle. I, I, I had to use a lot of hairspray to keep that thing, to keep that, <laughs> to keep that down before games and practices. Cause if not, that would have been, you know, just matted down straight on my forehead and my eyes with, with all the sweat. The, the people don't appreciate it, man. A lot of, a lot of hard work going into that. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you have a barber there? Uh, I mean, you've only been there three weeks, but I mean, you got to find all that stuff. Yeah, no, that'll be, that'll be on my to-do list. One of my teammates, he, uh, he was telling me, he said, Hey, if you need to get your hair cut or get your beard turned or whatever, he was like, I have a guy here. So I might, I might have to have to go there and get, and get cleaned up at some point, some point sometime soon. But yeah, again, that's just one of those like random things where it's like, Hey, you're here for, for nine, you know, nine months. So you're going to need to find somewhere that, you know, you can get your hair cut or, you know, just stuff like that that you don't always think about when you're at home, but like a yeah. small, a small adjustment that it's like, oh, I probably need to get that figured out and how to get there and, you know, stuff like that. Well, and you've been a uh, international man of mystery traveling around the world, uh, visiting a lot of different places. What's been your observations with Europe? I mean, we can go through the different places. You've been to England, France, Tanzania, and uh, most recently Yellowstone, right? So. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been tearing it up the last, the last couple months with travel. Um, but now, I mean, I think my big thing, just from traveling and and having and having these experiences, is it's just, it's it's really an incredible thing to to be able to do what I've been lucky enough to to do at, at my age because my brother and I, when we were in, in Tanzania, we were sitting on like the little front porch after dinner one night and we're listening to music and, you know, the people in your group are, uh, you know, some of the people are retired, some of the people have been working, you know, and they're in, in, you know, in their respective field for 10, 15, 20 years. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Hey, this is such an incredible thing that we're getting to do this as, as two brothers at 25 and 21 when some people get to do this once in a lifetime when they're, you know, mm. over 50 years old or, Hey, when they're retired, this is something they've been wanting to do for a long time. And, you know, stuff like that, that, you know, getting to live over here and spend a couple of days in Paris and a couple of days in London where it's like, you know, 
again, like those are, those are places that people dream of going to and want to go their whole life. And, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to experience that is, is really neat. And, you know, it's, it's, it's cliche and it's, but I think it's the truth of those places are great, but the people you go with, you know, make mm-hmm. it that much better. I mean, yeah. I was in Yellowstone with two of my best friends that I was actually lucky enough to officiate their marriage. Um, and may Cooper and Mary and they moved out to Utah not that long ago. And Cooper and I have been talking about trying to go to Yellowstone for a long time and taking that four hour road trip and driving through Jackson hole with the two of them and going to the national park and getting up at four in the morning to get in the park early and stuff like that. Like, you know, there's just, there's just stories and those are just moments in time that it's, it's, it's great to experience what's going on, but it's better to share that with, with people you really love and care about. Cause it's like, it makes those moments all that much better where it's like, yeah, this is something that, that I'm going to, I'm going to cherish for a really long time. Um, yeah. Where else do you want to go, buddy? There's a long list. I really, you know, I, I, I'd love to, I'd love to go down to, to get in the Amazon rainforest. That's a place I'd love to go. It might be potential, potential trip this summer. Uh, I need to try and figure some dates out in the next couple months for that. That'd be great. There's a couple of national parks uh, that Cooper and I have potentially talked about next summer. I mean, it's just, uh, there's just so many beautiful places. It's like, why not? If you have the opportunity to see it when you're young and can like, you know, why not? I, those are just, those are moments that, that are, that are, that are, that are worth whatever your the inconvenience for traveling is and what you're paying. Cause it's like, those are, those are things that you're going to be so happy you did for the rest of your life. One of the best trips I've ever taken was our recent trip to Vegas, uh, which almost didn't happen. <laughs> Should we tell when I forgot my ID at the airport? Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a panic, <laughs> a panic stricken moment for a minute because Johnny and I, you got there early, like a responsible traveler. And Johnny and I came, got there, got through security with about <laughs> 20 to 25 minutes before boarding. In our defense, it was a very early flight. It was like a 6.30 flight. And we're like, it's not going to be busy. It's a little busier than we expected. And uh, they're calling everybody to just, you know, hey, we're getting ready to start boarding and you're getting ready to get on the plane. And they're paging James Kennedy over the loudspeaker. <laughs> and I'm going, that's not at the, uh, that's not the gate speaker. That's the big speaker. And they're calling you to, to TSA. And you're already online, so Johnny and I were like, "Hey, let's just go try and figure it out and see if we can sort this out, and make this a little bit easier." And we're like, "Hey, like we're 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 James, we're we're James's uh, cousins. Like, what's what's going on?" And they're like, "Oh, like he left his he left his ID at security." And we're like, "Oh, like he's actually already on the plane, so he can't get back off. Like, can we take it? Can we take it for him?" And they're like, "No, like we're technically not really allowed to do that." And uh, we were like, well, we're, 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 we're going to Las Vegas. Like he's going to have to have his ID to practically do anything and everything that we're going to do for the next three days, like to get to the casino, to, 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 to go to the pool cabana. Like we, he has to have his ID. Like this is, this is going to be really bad. And she's kind of sitting there like trying to think of what possible solution. And I said, what street you named on or what street you live on in your middle name? I said, he's my cousin. Can I please have his ID? She goes, yeah, you can have his ID. And then it was like the biggest like power walk straight back the opposite direction to get on the <laughs> gate. And Johnny, uh, Johnny is like laughing. He goes, give me his ID. I'm going to do something funny. And you're sitting 
like in the first row when we get on the plane and giant are, you know, a couple rows back and you, uh, you, you hold your hand out and for your ID and Johnny goes, you can have this when we get to Vegas. You have to earn getting to keep this. Yeah, you get it back when we land. That's what he said. So yeah, that, that, that quick that quickly turned on the running joke of before we're going to dinner or anything. Hey, you got your ID right? <laughs> yeah, crisis averted. Because if I had to make the phone call to mom, yeah, uh, I I have to. <laughs> that would have been yeah. the perfect conclusion that one yeah that would have uh that would have that would have been a big problem for us to have to figure out but luckily enough we had a great a great lady working at tsa who understood the importance of getting her id back and um <laughs> she she took us for our word and we said that we were related and we we said the magic oh words God. on what your middle name and and uh and street was so it all worked out um and we we did stay at caesar's and we we quote hangover on it on a daily how would you uh, describe our Caesar experience? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. I think it was a pretty, a pretty great Vegas, uh, you know, Vegas yeah. long weekend and and trip. I mean, we uh, we pretty much hit everything you could ask for. We were just about playing blackjack and sitting at the pool, and it was uh, it was a it was a pretty a pretty great what three days. We left Friday morning. That was enough. The three day limit, man. I don't know if I could do any more than that, though. It was. Yeah, no, that's kind of that's kind of like right <laughs> in the sweet spot because you get there, let's hit, let's hit the ground running, and we'll catch up on some sleep when we get back. So I think yeah. we, uh, I think we did a good job. Steve Aoki was the guy who was uh, the big music performer that we saw. And uh, do you mind if I share the moment that you fell at the club? <laughs> and I was really scared, dude. That was the well, worst. Oh let me God. let me pre- let me preface it and say in my defense it had nothing to do with drinking it had something it to do not. with a spilled a spilled drink that nobody had addressed and uh he was covering for you... me the handicapped person trying to prevent me from falling by the way too he's a hero like that <laughs> so just want to say yeah I mean, that just a scary. It was like entourage seeing Vince get in trouble. It's like, oh, no, God, we can't have that happen. You know? Yeah, no, I, I popped up on my feet quick and immediately grabbed an attendant. And uh, I was like, <laughs> hey, man, I was like, it's super dark in here. And this is floor is incredibly slick. Like somebody's spilling everything. Like, <laughs> can we get a mop? Can somebody dry this up? Like, I was like, my cousin's going to fall and and somebody's gonna get hurt like like, (laughs) yeah i was like i was like i mean holy crap like that could have been disastrous no that was that was a pretty embarrassing moment but i felt like i had to address the entire room and be like hey guys the floor was wet that was why i tripped it had nothing to do with anything the floor was literally sopping wet was Um, there a wet floor sign in the vicinity either no, there was one after uh, I uh, <laughs> let the attendant know about the about the mishap. Um, yeah. But yeah, no that 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 is that is a memory that uh, you might you might remember, but I will uh, try and push out of my brain. Like <laughs> I'll remember I'll remember you leaving leaving your ID, and you might try you might try and repress <laughs> that one. So yeah. we'll have that both on each other. Um, an earlier memory too that was awesome. Uh, we went to a Notre Dame game uh, when they played Michigan they still do periodically this was like when it was year in year out Manti Teo is having the best season any linebackers ever had what were your uh memories from that day buddy 
that was uh that was a fun day it was a fun game that was a if i remember that was i think it was a night it was a late kickoff so i think it turned into like being a pretty a pretty long day with driving up there and we got home late but no i mean going to like a, a college football game like that with i think it was what us johnny brian and uh brian's dad and my dad so i mean that was just like a that was a that was an awesome awesome fall day to to go up and watch a watch a game like that. That was uh, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, well, and uh, there were a few things that happened. What, the first funny thing that happened this was during your recruiting period. We walk into I I think you were checking out the basketball offices or something, and we walk into a gym, and as we open the doors, I hear this choir sing. You know, this like chanting thing, and I. It was because you're on Notre Dame's campus. I go to you. I say, Joey, do you hear that? And they're like, yeah, I do, buddy. It's pretty awesome. Like, it was sort of like the heavens opening for a second there. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you... it was like it was like right on cue. As soon as the doors opened, you could hear everybody singing. Mike Bray, uh, no longer there. Did you ever get a chance to meet him? I met him a couple times when he would come down to Southport and he had uh he had coached one of our one of our assistants at Southport, so I got to know him a little bit a little bit through, through CT. But that was uh no, that was a that was that was a pretty that was a pretty great day for for all of us. Another moment that I know cracks you up is uh at that event you're pushing me in a wheelchair just to be more efficient, and again we're surrounded by Michigan fans and this really cute girl from Michigan, she's wearing a Michigan jacket. She sees me not realizing that I'm a Notre Dame fan and says, go blue. And I just go, no. And you keep wheeling along. And we just keep walking like, geez, bro. I can't believe that happened. That yeah, was no, that was, that was, a, that was a, really, a really funny moment. Um, but it was like we never broke stride. It was just, just, just kept on going. And the whole Manti Teo catfishing story, it would make more sense now. But at the time, that was a weird thing, the whole fake girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, that was like a groundbreaking thing that, like, I don't think anybody really, anybody really even, like, knew was, like, happening. You know, like, now I feel like that's a somewhat, like, you hear about it and you're like, oh, yeah, like, that's not, you know, groundbreaking or anything. But that was kind of, like, uh, probably one of the first, you know, big uh-huh. national news stories of that happening especially to somebody that had such an incredible you know career and season i think you've done a tremendous job with social media and managing your pages just as somebody who's dealt with plenty of that do you have any advice for athletes on how for it to not be a distraction i think it just comes down to uh one it's a great platform to showcase your personality and you know you don't want to be you know, vulgar or anything like that, but you know, you, you, you just show that, you know, who you are. And at the same time, you know, there's a lot of social media is, 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 is just not real life and you can't get, you know, sucked into, into all the, the good or the bad that, that comes with it. You know, people want to sing your praises or uh, they want to tear you down. And with either one, it's like, all right, it's, it's great that, you know, I'm happy that people, care to follow me and hear what I say, but that's also just not, it's just not real life. You know, you can't, you can't hang your hat on people saying great things or, or not great things. Cause it's like, you don't, you don't really know these people. So you can't get too, uh, too wrapped up in it one way or the other and, you know, let it, let it affect your, your own headspace. Here's the cliche question, brother. Life lessons uh, learned from the game of basketball for you. Um, 
I would say it's not always as much you get what you work for, but it's if you love something enough and you're committed to it, it doesn't always maybe necessarily work out on the, you know, the first time or the second time, whether it's a game or, or whatever. But if you really love it and you can be committed to it, there's going to be plenty of stuff that gets in your way, but it's never going to be enough to 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 get you to to throw in to throw in a towel. So I just think it's 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 a it's a great lesson. And hey, if you're if you're passionate about anything about a, a career field or whatever it may be, that hey, stuff's not always going to happen. You're not you know there's good breaks and there's bad breaks along the way. But you know if you really love it, you find a way to figure it out. That's uh, you know applicable to to everything in life, and especially as we get older. Um, you know stuff with with family and everything that hey when you if you care about stuff you you find a way to figure it out and you make you make it work with whatever's going on and you're still in the midst of your career but you've still accomplished a lot man what would you say is a moment that makes you the most proud looking back at what you've done um you know obviously i'm proud of of, of having getting my undergraduate at butler and a master's at iu and the graduate certificate from Ohio State, you know, the the fact that I left all three universities with with an academic achievement is 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 meaningful to me and means something. But I think the thing that 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 means the most to me is ultimately the relationships. I mean, I have so many people that that I love and care about from from each place that I talk to a couple times a week, if not daily, where it's uh you can't you can't really put a price on that it's stuff that um you know cooper and i were teammates for two years at at iu and we've been best friends since and you know his wife his fiance then but she calls me last year when i was in poland and was like hey do you want to do you want to officiate our marriage and do you want to be the one that that does it and speaks in front of the crowd and i'm like Mm -hmm. one in my year as like third or fourth option like like why me you know and it's like are you sure and she's like no you're your first pick like we want you to do it and i'm like well i've never i've never done this before is that going to be an issue and they're like no like we love you and we believe in you we trust you like <laughs> you're going to do a good job like we're going to we'll work on it all together and that's the kind of stuff that you can't put a price on you know like being able to to go to to be a part of his wedding or you know the the teammates that you talk to on the phone or you know, that, 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 that kind of stuff is, is, is the thing that you're proud about. Cause it's like, Hey, I, uh, I left here with something that was, that was much bigger than that's, that's, that's like the most important part of life is the relationships. Like I'm leaving here with, with people that I can count on people that, you know, I'm going to be in their corner and they're going to be in mine for the remainder of our, of our lives. So that's the thing that I think has been the, the greatest takeaway is just all those friendships and uh, stuff like that. That's just, you know, there's, there, there's, there's not a price on stuff like that. What's the process for coming for, uh, becoming ordained, buddy? I didn't even know that was, yeah. uh, that was, uh, you know, not very difficult. I, uh, oh, I she sent me the, sent me the website and I think I clicked like four boxes and <laughs> I paid $50 and they sent me my information and I read like a three page packet that I probably didn't even really need to read that didn't have a whole lot of groundbreaking information. Um, and then I like called her the next day and I was like, Hey, I signed up, but, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of information. She was like, Oh yeah. Like 
I don't think there is like, we'll just kind of figure it out. So I just kind of like, you know, started working on a couple rough drafts and I'd send them to her and then she'd edit them and, Hey, can you add this? Can you take this out? And, you know, yeah. I had enough time on my hands last year with being in Poland between games and practices where I could, I could work on it a little bit. And, you know, I, I thankfully had enough time to, to be able to rehearse that, get the best man speech down pretty well. So it all cool. worked out. There was only a, Got a little teary-eyed at the at the start of both, but I, you know, kind of reeled it in and got through it, and that was that was about it. <laughs> Power through. Uh, hopefully, I don't get teary-eyed with with what I'm about to say. But um, Joey, you're the coolest guy I know. There's there's nobody else, man. You're you're the guy, and uh, my best moments have been shared with you. And uh, I'll say something else. It, it's really cool to see all the work that you've put in, and, and to see you winning now so thanks for uh being on my show man and sharing a lot of our memories we got a lot more to to still do <laughs> down the line yes we do i appreciate it brother i love being on here we have a lot a lot left ahead of us a lot of good experiences left um and i am looking forward for for what is for, for, for what's to come Folks, to hear this episode again, make your way over to linktree.com slash JBK on air. You can also get the show anywhere that you get your podcast by searching JBK on air. And the link to donate and support the show is also right there. Until next time, have a great day and a better tomorrow.